0: This evening's reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12 to 3 verse 6. Ministers of the new covenant. Now when I went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ and found that the Lord had opened a door for me I still had no peace of mind because I did not find my brother Titus there so I said goodbye to them and went on to Macedonia But thanks be to God, who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are an aroma that brings death, to the other an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? Unlike so many... We do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ we speak before God with sincerity, as those sent from God. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ and the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills but the Spirit gives life. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks, Ruth, for reading. Uh, let's just pray to start. Lord, I thank you for your words. I thank you for the wisdom it gives us. And I just pray as I share some thoughts on this now that You'd be speaking directly to us, and I pray that we'd get to know you better, and that through that, we'd ultimately glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hi, everyone. As most of you know by now, I'm one of the interns here at the church, and I'm speaking on the aroma of Christ, as been made pretty clear by now. Uh, so I just thought I'd get straight stuck into it. I'll introduce by explaining what a triumphal procession is, okay? So if we follow along, in verse 14, uh, Paul says, But thanks be to God, who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession. In in the first century, so this is a triumphal procession here. In the first century, uh, when Rome would uh, win a a, a significant battle, um, the military general would... Hold a big parade in the cities, and this would be led by the general and then followed by the army behind them. And then the captives of war would be led uh, behind them. And the priests would be burning incense, like we attempted to do here today. And the citizens would be throwing flowers onto the path, such that when the soldiers trampled on these flowers, it would kind of drum up a certain aroma, it'd be a distinct smell in the air that would follow this procession. And so what Paul is saying here by using this imagery of a triumphal procession is that God leads us in in victory with Christ as the general. And at the end of verse 14, Paul says, God uses us to spread the distinct aroma of him everywhere. The distinct aroma. So we are part of the procession, even if we're seen as kind of like the captives of this procession that are now joyfully following Christ as the general, we are part of sharing this aroma through the streets of Rome. So in the next 15 minutes or so, maybe a bit more, we'll see, um, I'm going to explain exactly what this aroma is, um, how others respond to the smell, and why we should be spreading it in the first place. Nice and clear. Okay, so the aroma. Well, the aroma is the extension or, I like the word, sharing of Christ through us. Uh, again, in verse 14, Paul says that God uses us to spread the distinct aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. And what, what is this knowledge of him? What, what exactly does that mean? Well, a knowledge of Christ comes through being in a relationship with Christ, okay, it's through knowing Him and Him working through us. So this fragrance, this aroma of the knowledge of Him, this is one which points towards Jesus, okay, towards what a relationship with Him looks like, and we are called to um, give others a taste of this. We're called to give others a chance to catch this scent. Um, of what it looks like to be in a relationship with Christ, what it looks like to be saved by him. The aroma is the extension of Christ through us, the sharing of Christ. And, and by the way, this is my longest point by far, this first one. So if it seems like I'm going on for a while, this takes up over half of the, uh, of the preach. So I'm going to give two examples of what, exactly what this smells like. So one is in the case of Paul... Uh, from this uh, chapter, uh, from this passage, and the other is a situation that we'll probably be a bit more familiar with. It'll relate to us a little bit more. So, firstly, Paul. Let's go back to the start of the passage we read is verse 12 of chapter 2. Paul says, When I came to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ, even though though a door was opened for me in the Lord, my spirit was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I took leave of them and went on to Macedonia. So Paul has gone to this place Troas and he's met with hardship, okay? His spirit was not at rest there. And so he moves from there to Macedonia where he's then met by more persecution because later in 2 Corinthians it says that at Macedonia he was afflicted at every turn. And this is This is classic Paul. You know, he goes through suffering after suffering. But what does he do in response to this in the passage? Does he have a big old moan? No. He says, thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. He's able to thank God in this suffering. And uh, later in 2 Corinthians, it says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. God's power is made perfect in weakness. And so through Paul's suffering, okay, you know, afflicted at every turn, we actually see Christ working through Paul, okay? He's able to give thanks. We see this product of having a relationship with him. That's the scent, does so that make sense? That's the scent. And Andy last week talked about um, how God comforts us. And through that, we're able to comfort others. And in the same way, God is comforting Paul. And he, then he's able to give thanks. And he's therefore being a, an aroma which he can then spread to others. Other people can see this. You know, How is Paul giving thanks in a situation like this? And, of course, Paul ends up spreading this aroma to half of Eastern Europe, you know, he he spreads the gospel to a lot of people. So that's Paul. We're getting through the first point slowly. Now, how it smells in perhaps a more um, relatable way, Uh, something which is quite a common issue in these days, and I'm going to use an analogy of an orchestra, which should come up in here. So... Imagine um, a grand orchestra playing in the Royal Albert Hall, and there are there's an audience of about 5,200 people watching this uh, orchestra play. Now, our brains are like that orchestra, okay? And the orchestra plays certain songs to the audience, us, okay? So, you've probably heard a similar thing before, you know, our brain can play us joyful songs at times. The orchestra plays a joyful song, and we hear that. Um, You know, it can play an excited song, or it can play a depressing song, a sad song. And more often than not, uh, in this culture, well, in, you know, today's world, we see the issue of anxiety and lots of mental issues arise, And so perhaps the orchestra starts to play an erratic, crazy song that no one really likes. And it's, um, you know, kind of intrusive there onto the audience, right? But there's one thing we've got to remember in this picture. The audience and the orchestra, they are two separate things, okay? They're two separate things. And what being part of the triumphal procession, being in relationship with Christ, allows us to do is to put some noise-canceling headphones on. So I'm going to try and put these on now. Beautiful. And with these headphones on, I can't hear the orchestra anymore. Or at least I can a little bit. You know, sometimes the, the thoughts leak through. Being... In relationship with Christ actually starts to numb these uh these thoughts, and I'll explain why, but I need to take these off because I can't hear what I'm saying with these on um, so just like Paul now, we're seeing that Christ is able to help us when we're suffering, okay He's able to be this blockage from these anxious thoughts. And how he does this is because we can retreat into the peace of knowing Jesus. When we retreat into the peace of knowing Jesus, into the presence of Jesus, we, our priorities start to realign. You know, we, we'll all relate to this on some level. Our priorities start to realign. We realize what's, what is actually important. And many things that we're worrying about and these thoughts that are coming in, they we realize that they're actually chasing after the wind, as it says in Ecclesiastes, okay? We see that Jesus is king and that the things on this earth, you know, they're not as important as him. You know, we, st- we have these noise-canceling headphones on that are now playing a different track. They're playing the Jesus track, And this is a smell, this is an aroma, okay, which can be seen by others. And uh, in my last job that I worked at with the Royal National Lifeboat Institution, I was a salesman, and it got pretty difficult at times. And my colleagues, they actually noticed that whilst I wasn't doing great in terms of performance, because it was a difficult couple of weeks, I was actually okay with that. I had my priorities in line because I knew Jesus, and they commented on this, and I was able to share with them that actually I find my peace in Jesus Christ. I was able to spread the aroma to them. Amazing. So there's two examples of what this, what the smell is. Okay. Um, so we've had you know Christ working through Paul in his suffering, and you know a similar thing with him being able to you know help us control our minds. But what does this smell like to others? This is the second point now. Right, we're, we're doing well now. We're over halfway through. Don't worry about it. That, that, that first point was long, but I felt like God needed me to share that, wanted me to share that. Just continue in verse 15. How do, how do, how do others respond to this? For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one, we are an aroma that brings death. To the other, an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? Now, my colleagues in my uh, job with the RNLI, they responded well. They were interested um, in this kind of peace I seemed to display through knowing Jesus. It was like an aroma of life. But. I mean, I've got many stories myself, I don't really have time to share them, but if you shared Christ with other people, you'll know that often people aren't necessarily interested in it, and, you know, the gospel message is actually quite offensive, you know, it's an offensive message, message, and some people will not respond well to that, they'll respond like it's an aroma of death, okay, and it's not nice, and when people around you aren't responding well. But what scripture shows us is that we can be successful in spreading the aroma, even if it's an aroma of death. Okay. Jesus was not always an aroma of life, believe it or not. And we see this in Mark 10 with the story of the rich young ruler. I don't know if we remember this. Um, but long story short, this uh, rich man comes up to Jesus and asks, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And this is really cutting in now. But uh, in verse 21, it, uh, it says, Jesus looked at him. And loved him. He had compassion on him, before saying, "Go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven." Then come follow me. You probably remember that. So Jesus is basically saying to the man, "Like you, you can't follow money and me. You know this. This money is too much of a big deal in your in your heart. You know, by following me, you're you're going to be um, convicted to give this money away, but." I don't see that in you. And how does this man respond? Well, at this, the uh, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Says in verse twenty-two. So he didn't respond well to this. He responded like it was an aroma of death, really. But Jesus didn't fail, right? He didn't fail. And so this is a reminder to us that success in sharing the aroma of Christ doesn't necessarily depend on how the person responds. Okay? It's, more on, it's more based on the content of the message. Uh, are you sharing this message sincerely? It says in uh, verse 17 of our passage, in Christ we speak before God with sincerity. And are we sharing this message lovingly? Yeah, that's what determines whether there's a good message or not. So that should take the pressure off a little bit, you know, it, we've oft, I'm sure you've often been disappointed by how your family are not interested, but that's not necessarily a failure. So that's the second point, Again, through a bit quicker now, it can be a good or bad smell, um, you know, it could be death or life, but that doesn't mean we've failed, okay? And in fact, God is pleased with us when we give a message that is sincere and loving about Christ and when it does go well it brings life yeah this is an aroma that brings life to people and you know if we're bringing people into a relationship with Jesus that is the best way to live that is the healthiest way to live and it's the only way to live eternally so that's amazing so, third point: Why should we spread the aroma of Christ? Well, because it's pleasing to God and it's life-giving. In verse 15 of our passage, oh, I got this wrong way around. No, uh, in verse 15 of our passage, it says, uh, "For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ, the pleasing aroma." When the Israelites in the Old Testament would make sacrifices to God, it would often describe those sacrifices, the fumes coming up, as a pleasing aroma to God. Uh, an example is in Leviticus one, verse nine, it says, You are to wash the internal organs and the legs with water, and the priest is to burn all of it on the altar, it's a burnt offering, a food offering, an aroma pleasing to the Lord. That's an example there. And this is used many times throughout the Old Testament. And this word in the Greek Old Testament for aroma is the same word that's used in the Greek New Testament here in in this passage for aroma. So what is Paul saying by using this specific word? Well, he's saying that we are that pleasing aroma okay, when when we're sharing Christ with others. We're living daily as a sacrifice for God. You know, following Jesus is a sacrifice. And we're spreading this to others. And in Romans 12, Paul urges us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. There's no aroma if there's nothing on the altar in the first place. But importantly, what this is saying to us is that we are not just the aroma of Christ to other people. We're not just called to share Christ with other people. That's not the main important bit. Actually, we are the aroma to God himself. Paul says, for we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ. Before he says we're the aroma to other people, God is the audience when we're being the aroma, when we're spreading the aroma. And so this is great. This, this takes the pressure off because we realize that actually sharing Christ um, being, a good represent, being a good representative isn't about other people's responses. You know, it's, it's, it's often not a good one. It's actually about giving this message sincerely and our loving Father looking down at us and being pleased. That is the most important thing about being a Christian, is pleasing God. You know, he is the most imp- important being in the universe. His face is shining upon us. So we spread the fragrance of Christ because it's pleasing to God. And of course, it brings life. The triumphal processions, if we could have the picture back up, that's great. The Roman victory parades were ultimately held for the general. And Christ as the general Leads us in triumphal procession, supporting us when we're really struggling, helping us, you know, when we're struggling with anxiety or or whatever, you know, difficult work situation. And through supporting us, we become an aroma which we can spread to others. And we don't have to worry, this is the, the beauty of it, we don't have to worry if it's an aroma of death or life to other people. What's ultimately important is that we're pleasing to God when we do it sincerely. His face is shining upon us. But this isn't a triumphal encampment. This is a procession. It's on the move. Okay, It's going through the streets of Rome. And so I challenge you in closing to share the aroma of Christ everywhere, as it says in the passage. Uh, Obviously, it's great to share it with your friends. I'm sure you're all, you know, really smelly around your friends. And, you know, to your family, uh, to your workplaces, to Leamington Spa, to the United Kingdom, to a country which has never had a whiff of the aroma of Christ before. Perhaps some, some of you feel called to be the aroma in, you know, some Muslim country in Africa, I don't know. But when you do go, when you do share the aroma of Christ, remember these words from the end of the passage. In verse 4, "...such confidence we have through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant." So let me just pray into that to finish. Lord, we thank you for leading us in triumphal procession, that you've won the battle and that we're now following you. And Lord, we thank you that though we suffer sometimes, that our life is difficult, that you know, our brains might be feeding us uh, thoughts are difficult to handle, we thank you that you are with us and that we can retreat into your presence and that through that we're able to share the aroma of Christ with others. And we know that our competence comes from you and so we pray, Lord, for boldness as we share the aroma of Christ and that we wouldn't be afraid of being an aroma of death. We'd know there's ultimately pleasing to you, praise the Lord. And we pray that you'd help us all to draw closer as a family uh, in this church to you. Uh, We pray that we'd know you better such that we're able to be a stronger uh, fragrance of you to others. And we pray that for those who uh, catch your aroma from us, that you would work through them, through your Holy Spirit, uh, touch their hearts so that they might be saved by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you like to stand? We are going to uh, worship the Lord now and turn this uh, into responsive worship uh, to the Lord.